Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Good morning and welcome to St Thomas's for Morning Prayer this morning, Monday the 19th of October. We'll just give it a moment as people sign in before we begin. So as I say, lovely to see you this morning and isn't it great to be together again for uh, some worship to praise the Lord for all that he does for us. I'll be using Common Prayer as normal and you can find that at commonprayer.net if you wish to follow the the service. Um, and we'll begin in just a moment. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you, as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be for ever. Amen. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You order your kingdom with justice and establish the world in peace. And this morning we have verses 7 to 10 of Psalm 96. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord honour and power. Ascribe to the Lord the honour due to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Tell it out among the nations. The Lord is king. He has made the world so firm that it cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. You order your kingdom with justice and establish the world in peace. great single sentence in that reading isn't there it says tell it out among the nations the lord is king that's something to carry with us each and every day isn't it the lord is king so this morning we have an interesting reading uh, from luke's gospel it's the first four verses of the gospel and that comes about because in the lectionary um, provision is made to to read this in celebration of Luke's feast day which if you're at the morning service yesterday Bob referred to uh, officially it fell yesterday. So here we go the opening of Luke's gospel. 
many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who, from the first, were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. And when I, when I first read that in preparation for this morning, I thought, well, what can we take from it? It's the introduction to the gospel, isn't it? And it's very easy sort of to, to skim over those bits, isn't it? To get to the action, to, to dive in to the narrative of Jesus's birth and on through his ministry. But actually, um, it is worth spending a moment or two, which we'll do now, just looking at a couple of points from, from that introduction. And in verse 1, um, Luke says, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. And, and you know, I think that goes all the way back into the Old Testament, to the prophets, to what they foretold. We read them uh, at various times, don't we? Uh, passages of Isaiah. Micah, Daniel, um, and it's obvious and it's clear and it's a great bit of advice for us that Luke sees his scriptures, the Old Testament to us, not as sort of being over and done with, with Jesus, but that Jesus is a culmination. It's like a continuum. Jesus is a culmination. He's a fulfillment of all those things that were foretold in the Old Testament. And you'll recall that in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says, Do not think that I have become to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And here Luke is saying, here is the fulfilment in Jesus. And then in verse 2, he mentions things that have been handed down. He says, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. The evidence of the first generation of believers that group of the same sort of age as the disciples, perhaps the disciple, disciples themselves, the apostles who went out after the death of Jesus. That Luke, I suppose we'd consider it being in the second generation, uh, had access and possibly spoke to some of these people. So he's been really careful. His sources are unimpeachable, they're really good sources. And just at the end of verse 2 he says that these people were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. And in John, Jesus is the word. And it's a really big point that these things that were 
handed down, that were passed on, changed people's lives. Hence that generation of people who came afterwards, the second generation, and then on and on and on into the future. These things, these words, these actions changed and still change lives. And then just at the end of these few verses, when Luke has addressed Theophilus, we don't know who Theophilus was. He may have been an official, hence the, uh, the address is most excellent. It may be a way of Luke addressing other believers. Theophilus, of course, means lover of God. But Luke says why he's writing his gospel. And he says, that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. Compare that with what John says at the end of his gospel. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So this little introduction contains quite a lot for us to get our teeth into, doesn't it? That we can have confidence, that we can have faith, that we can know that these things that we're going to read in the Gospel have been handed down and are reliable and are a good, solid basis for faith. So to end, I'm just going to read a short sentence from one commentator, Michael Wilcock, who said this. This is uh, about Luke and this introduction. Read what I have written, he says, and you will see the facts on which Christianity is based. And you will find there something firm and solid and absolutely trustworthy, a sure foundation for faith. Isn't that a brilliant encouragement and affirmation for us as we, as we read the Bible, as we experience God's word and put it into action in our lives? Amen. So we come to our time now for intercessions. Um, we'll all have prayers that we're saying for individuals, for situations. And partway through, we'll allow a quiet time for, for you to offer your own prayers to the Lord. So shall we pray? Lord, we give you thanks for this new day, the start of the working week. We pray that you will walk with us throughout this week in all that we do, in all of our interactions. We pray that you will help us to reflect your love in our lives as we meet <clears throat> and interact with others in our daily, excuse me, 
<clears throat> in our daily lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we give you thanks for yesterday's annual meeting. We give you thanks for the evidence that we received of the, the ministries that are happening at St. Thomas's and even in these difficult times that there has been growth. And we pray, Lord, that that will continue, that more and more people will come to meet you. And we pray for the PCC, Lord, and give thanks for, for those who've dedicated themselves to service. We thank you for the people who've stepped down, having completed their time on the PCC. We give thanks for all that they've done to help St Thomas's over the years. We pray for those who are remaining, will bring continuity to this time of transition. And we pray for those who are joining the PCC, Lord, that you will inspire them, that you will be with them, and you will guide them in the many uh, decisions that need to be made in the coming weeks and months. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we pray for our diocese as it seeks to find ways forward in these financially challenging times, as we heard yesterday, Lord. The diocese is working hard. And so we pray for wisdom, Lord, for, for all in positions of authority in this area, that they will make good decisions. And we pray about the vacancy at St Thomas's. And as we heard again yesterday, Lord, there are other churches in the same position at the moment in this immediate area. And we understand that um, it may take a little longer to, to come to the point where a new vicar is appointed. And so, Lord, we ask for your patience. We ask for that to be communicated to us all, uh, something that at times we're not good at, Lord. But we do ask for patience as we wait for the right time for a new vicar to join us. And we also pray for commitment, uh, commitment to, to our faith, commitment to our church, commitment to our church family. and for unity and for support for each other as we move forward through this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the situation in the country um, with regard to coronavirus and for those areas that are being locked down more tightly, 
those that are in the higher risk bands. We pray for everybody who's affected by the coronavirus. We pray for those that we know have suffered or are suffering because of it. And Lord, that's not just those uh, who actually have coronavirus, but those who have other ailments that are perhaps at the moment not being addressed as they might have been in the past. And so we leave a time of quiet now, Lord, as, as we can offer to you the names of any who are on our hearts this morning. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so let's bring our prayers together uh, as we say the Lord's Prayer together with each other. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lord, within your community, we are strengthened to persevere, empowered to proclaim your truth, and shaped to wait on you. Teach us anew what we can learn from other faithful brothers and sisters who serve you in their particular ways of worship and proclamation. Amen. So may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. So thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, don't forget that morning prayer continues each morning this week at 9.15 and tomorrow and on Saturday, the church building will be open from 10 until midday for private prayer. And so today, let us go out in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, Amen.